This interview from Radio Row at Super Bowl 52 is brought to you by Country Financial, Joe DeVere, Kettle River Furniture and Bedding, Kevin A. Bear, Liberty Mutual Insurance, Kevin Miller, Coldwell Banker Gundaker Realtors, Western Illinois University, Collinsville Auto Body, Inskip Law, and Glory Pro Wrestling. Sitting down with us now on Radio Row here from Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He is the super agent, Lee Steinberg. What's going on, Lee? How are you? I thought this was the North Pole, so... I know. It's it's so freaking cold here. Like, Indy and New York were, were one thing, but this is a whole new animal. It exactly is. So. Oh. Were you... Were, I mean, what what was it? You, you were... Did you come up to the last one they had up here? Would that have been 92? I what, did. What was... Uh, I mean, well, they didn't have it, any kind of radio row or anything. No, then. but it was different because it seemed like we walked through a lot of walkways mm-hmm. and things were sort of set up that way. No, what we didn't have uh, mountain adventure miniature golf. Right. <laughs> you didn't and, have a Shake Shack over your shoulder. No, and all the rest of it. <laughs> it's yeah. This one is this this one is quite different. The uh, the setup that they have here. How many Super Bowls is this for you? Oh, gee. Well, you know, I started in 1975. Yeah. And I've pretty much gone to uh, gone to them all. So that would be, mm-hmm. this would be about 44. 44? Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, how things as far as, like, agent-wise, you know, you follow different sports. You see how the contracts change, how they make that significant jump or things seem to stop. What have been some of the biggest changes you've seen in recent years with some of the, the newer contracts, I guess? the. Well, the, the We've now gone to a very different system that was historically true, which is the rookies are all capped. Mm-hmm. So those negotiations for a first-rounder end up covering the first five years of their yeah. career. And there's really very modest negotiating ability mm-hmm. on all those contracts. So that used to be sort of the rite of passage to do contracts in the first round you could really show a difference a little harder now yeah and then um uh for veterans most valuable veterans never make it to free agency Mm -hmm. so the reality is you're dealing with an incumbent team and then every contract has to be carefully structured for salary cap implications yeah so that's a change the amount of money is totally staggering it's grown exponentially and and uh there's a new cbs i, I heard uh, a new contract for thursday night for fox yeah 3.3 billion dollars so that's lost for games lead- that people complain about that's lost leader economics which is using those games to promote the network mm-hmm. to promote the other shows so really it's all about the bottom line value of the network they know they can't recoup the costs they'll pay for the rights fees Mm -hmm. in advertising, but they don't want to lose um, that huge audience. Yeah. You mentioned the rookie contracts, and uh, in St. Louis, I think one of the many things that didn't go their way towards the end was being, you know, Sam Bradford. Was he the last one on that contract? The rookie? He was. Yeah, so, you know, that's one of those, that they were handcuffed with that last big rookie contract, and then it was capped after that. It just seemed like one thing after another that didn't go their way, and that was one that they really couldn't control. Exactly. Um, Sam Bradford in 2010 mm-hmm. was the last player before the cap, and, yeah. and uh, 
You know, he got a huge signing bonus. Was it like eighty million? Did he sign for eighty? I thought, not, or was it more a, than that? Not as, not as a rookie, okay. uh, but he it was extraordinary. I forget his forty something million dollars. The signing, yeah. So it was exactly double what the first pick in the draft would get this year or got last year. Yeah, it's you know it's just crazy that they you know how how did that how did it get to that point. It got to that point because in 1993, they passed the prior cap. And it happened that I had the first pick in the draft in 93-4-5. So it was supposed to reduce salaries. Um, but we came up with things, and that was uh, Drew Bledsoe, Dan Wilkinson, and Kajana Carter. But we came up with the concept of avoidable years, which meant that the player got the big signing bonus. But then got to come back and renegotiate very quickly and Drew Bledsoe ended up making $16 million in signing bonus in his first three years. So um, that's why they put the new cap into effect because we had um, been able to find all sorts of ways to get around it and this one is very, very tight. Yeah, that and do you? Uh, how closely do you follow what goes the contracts in other sports? How Does that I have do. any correlation? What kind of correlation does that have to NFL? It the systems are so totally different. So in baseball, um, it's all age-based. Mm-hmm. So in your first three years, a team can pay you anything as long as it pays you the minimum. Year four through six, you have salary arbitration. And after six years, you're a free agent, which is why you have a 261 hitter making $15 million a year and, uh, and Mike Trout in his first couple of years making $300,000. Right. Um, In uh, football, we've now sort of devolved to a two-class system. So in order to to pay the extraordinary uh, salaries and you're going to have Kirk Cousins be a free agent, um, what happens is is that the bottom half of the roster is all at the minimum. So it sort of echoes the income disparity that we have in the rest of the country. Yeah, and right now in baseball, it's so it's kind of a freeze with the free agents. It's really, you know, it, it, it's really strange. Well, what happened strange. is they put in a really uh, a, a very, very forbidding um, luxury tax system. Mm-hmm. And so um, it costs so much money to spend over that limit yeah. that even teams like the Dodgers that were the highest paid last year have – you know, are reducing their payroll by $30, $40 million. They don't want to pay that tax, and then that affects signing players from overseas, and that it's it's very, very tough. And from an agent standpoint, when you see that the owners don't want to pay that extra money, knowing what some of these teams are profiting every year, how does that? I mean, how does that affect you? How do you go into well, those negotiations? Remember that in basketball and football, you have um, a pre-negotiated mm-hmm. split on revenue. So, matter of fact, in 2010, the players were making 55% of the gross in football, and the owners were making 45%. So they went into the new post-Bradford deal. <laughs> when they came out, the players were making 47%. And the owners were making 53%. So that was the negotiation. Um, It's the, or in basketball, it's the the percentage of the gross. Otherwise, it just rises with the amount of available income. What's your favorite part of Super Bowl week every year? 
Well, we do our party on Saturday, yep. which this will be the 31st year, and um, we do philanthropic or humanitarian awards to sort of have the good news aspect of what owners and general managers and different people are doing off the field and players and retired players. So this year, Rick Spielman, for example, of the Vikings will get our chief executive award um, and uh, Andy Reid will get the coaches award. Um, then we have a live screen hookup between the party and the troops in the field in Afghanistan wow. so that they'll be able to enjoy it. And prior to that, I'm doing another concussion conference, which I've been doing since 1994, trying to find, um, raise awareness, but also uh, find prevention and solution uh, to that issue. And then Sunday, I agreed to co-host a Sober Bowl, yeah. which will be a party for those Ryan Leaf was telling us about that yesterday, yes. yeah. So it'll be a party for um, folks that, it'll probably be the only square footage in uh, Minneapolis, it's not running wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee, we appreciate you stopping by. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to Saturday and uh, seeing the uh, seeing what you guys put on this year. You know, it's fun. The last time I was in St. Louis was for the Jewish Book Festival. Okay, which was a lot of fun. But we have a St. Louis native, Colleen Corsalt, is gonna is is uh, who's a proud St. Louis person. Is going to be working our party. Sweet. Thank you, Lee. Okay.